Welcome to What's Your Beef? What's Your Beef is proudly supported by Suncorp Bank, helping local producers through the ups and downs since 1902. Each week we will introduce you to people working in the beef industry and some of the characters that help deliver the iconic event that is Beef Australia. Hello, I'm Jane Cudahy and this is What's Your Beef? Can you imagine being the person responsible for first selling Australian meat to Korea? Or having the brainwave that Americans should have Australian meat in their hamburgers? Richard Raines can. He's been a champion of the Australian red meat industry for his entire career, with boundless energy and enviable light bulb moments. After a cadetship with Dalgetty Australia, he then joined meat exporting company Sanger Australia in 1976, and by 2000 he owned a majority stake in the business. Today, Richard sits on the boards of the Country Education Foundation and is chairman of the Xander MacDonald Award, though he does still spend the majority of his time networking and championing the Australian beef industry and those involved in it, which of course means he was out and about at Beef 21. My name's Richard Raines, a fellow who's had 40 years exporting beef out of Australia and uh, enjoying uh, sitting in the grandstand these days, having a good look at the industry from afar, which is a very pleasant place to be. <laughs> now, Richard, you know, you, you are well known for having enjoyed a terrific career in exporting, as, as you just mentioned, but at the time you were groundbreaking with what you were doing. So what gave you the confidence to take on your business at the time? Uh, that's uh, that's a really interesting question. Uh, I found that uh, when I was young, I had absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain. So I didn't mind putting my all into uh, into having a crack. Uh, and um, I found that uh, you know the more you get, the the more risk averse you become. So uh, when you're young and nothing to lose is the time to really have a go because you've got time on your side to be able to um, uh, make up for the mistakes that you might have made. But yeah, sold the first beef to Korea that they ever imported uh, back in the mid-70s, which was uh, quite a coup and uh, uh, so involved a lot of travel to Korea in those uh, in those very early days. The business then was always with the Korean government, so uh, uh, tenders every month that I had to be at. Uh, but it was, uh, it was big business, it was wonderful business and uh, then uh, for some strange reason, Jane, I can't tell you why, but I got a bee in my bonnet that I wanted to be able to sell meat to McDonald's in North America. And the industry laughed at me because uh, uh, McDonald's had their slogan, the all-American beef burger, uh, but uh, uh, their competitors were using imported meat. They were buying it cheaper than what the domestic equivalent was. Uh, it had a lot of attributes with A being frozen, which brought a lot of uh, benefit to them. Uh, and they were always able to buy it a lot further forward, so they could buy imported meat three, four months forward by the time it got to their factory, whereas the uh, American domestic trade was buy it today for delivery almost tomorrow or next week at the latest. So there were a lot of advantages, and over a, a period of probably 10 years, Jane, I, I convinced McDonald's that they should uh, have imported in their patty and eventually won the day, and uh, uh, it's probably gone on to become one of Australia's largest uh, uh, largest users of Australian meat and uh, yes it's cow meat yes it's secondary cuts and trimmings and all those things but every carcass has got them and 
anybody can sell I feel it's shame, but not everybody can sell the, sell the bad bits. Yeah, well, that's and, uh, right. And I guess at the time, you know, you can't look up a Wikipedia page at the time and how do you do this and how do you sell to Korea and how do you break into new markets. So we'll talk a bit about leadership, but at the time, who were your mentors or, you know, where were you looking to, to get some guidance in essentially this groundbreaking work? Uh, Jane, mentors is an interesting thing. We we didn't ever have a formal mentor. Uh, uh, I was lucky enough to operate in a big city where there were... Uh, lots of functions and uh, uh, you know the banks might have a function or a shipping company might so you could go along and meet people and uh, get some significant advice for other people who might have been uh, experiencing similar difficulties to you but there was one individual in my life who changed my life uh, I lost my dad at a very early uh, when I was uh, only young uh, 22 and uh, I met uh, my employer then a gentleman by the name of John Cooper uh, who became a, a surrogate father to me, a wonderful man, and just uh, uh, kicked me in the backside when I needed it, and I needed it often, and uh, gave me a pat on the back when I did something right, which I also needed, which uh, I found, uh, having worked at a, at a very large company where you're just a number on a payroll list, uh, and I didn't get either of those, and I needed it as a kid, uh, and uh, he was there for me and gave me great, he was as tough as old boots, but uh, that doesn't do you any harm occasionally either, to get a bit of a truth session every now and then. So, uh, yeah, stood me in really good stead, Jane. So now we're here today because of your work with Advancing Beef Leaders uh, and a, a Queensland government uh, initiative with, with leadership in the rural sector You know, as a mentor. So I guess you've just identified that, you know, it wasn't really a thing when you're young and invincible in your case. But with what's your advice and what's your involvement with, with this stage? Uh, my involvement here is I'm a mentor uh, to a lady by the name of Alicia Parker, uh, who is a superwoman in her own right. Doing all she's a she's a lawyer working for a law firm. She's uh, established a, a, a cattle marketing company called CattleSales.com.au. She's on this board of, um, of of the or on the committee here at uh, uh, at Beef Australia. She's a uh, a very passionate, powerful, wonderful lady. Uh, but, um, you know, as all young people, uh, they can do with a little bit of guidance from people who have been there before. And uh, I try and steer her around the potholes so she doesn't make the same mistakes as I did. Uh, the one amazing thing about agriculture, Jane, is that uh, uh, everybody's happy to give. There's, I don't think there are too many competitors in agriculture. And uh, I'm a great believer that a rising tide lifts all ships. And um, it's amazing how agriculturalists are just there to pass on their information and help other people. So um, not only have I been able to uh, steer Alicia around a few potholes, but uh, in areas where I mightn't have the expertise that Alicia needs, hopefully I know somebody else that does and I can introduce her to them. So it becomes a bit of a community, if you like. And uh, uh, I've seen in my years what benefits uh, education and a bit of spit and polish can do for people. It's just unbelievable. So I really believe, Jane, that the challenges that the beef industry in particular is facing now and will continue to... It's always had challenges, but they're always changing. Now we've got a lot of people who uh, want to try and convince the world that they shouldn't be eating beef. Uh, and I don't think that the industry is doing enough to challenge that. 
But uh, we need smart young people who have got a bit of spit and polish, as I say, who can get up and tell the good story about agriculture because there's a mile of good stories, but we're just not communicating that to our consumer. And we need to, and we need to give, give young people the confidence and the knowledge to be able to step up, get out of their comfort zone and uh, tell their stories to the, to the consumer of the world. I want to come back to the communicating the stories, but I guess, you know, you've, you've just touched on leadership and, and Alicia is one of many people in, in this Advancing Beef Leaders program. What kind of leadership do we need now in beef and with our emerging leaders? Yeah, well, we need we need people with a backbone that are that are prepared to be able to stand up and put the record straight. There is a lot of rubbish being peddled about uh, about the environment and uh, about what cattle are doing to the environment, and it's just not right. Uh, and it's so easy to peddle mistruths. Uh, social media uh, has uh, certainly changed the landscape as far as where we get our news and how we get our news, uh, and. Uh, uh, but it's also given beef producers a wonderful opportunity to easily be able to tell their story. And I'm just not seeing enough of that, Jane. We need more of it, but we need people with the confidence and the skills and, as I say, a little bit of polish to be able to get their story across to consumer land and give them the confidence that red meat is still the way to go. When you're saying get your story across, is that you know social media, is that you know mainstream media, is that getting up and... and um putting forums together locally you know how does that look what kind of stories do you want to see um well as i say uh, the media is evolving dramatically and we need to we need to keep pace with it and that's probably not something for an old fellow like me who reads the newspaper every day you know but uh, uh, social media is obviously a mighty powerful thing and there are lots of different mechanisms out there that i'm not necessarily across jane but that's why i think it's good that the young people are the ones who have got to come up with this information and devise ways to get that message across and there's a million different mediums to get it out there and uh, you know the people who are anti-red meat they seem to be able to find a million ways to attack us we've got to find a million way a million and one ways to be able to fight back jane no doubt about that so what should our industry bodies be doing then is that do they play a role in this or is it really up to individuals to to get on board yeah, look, um, I, I, I don't want to be critical, Jane, but I think history will tell you that the industry bodies probably aren't doing enough uh, in that field, and I'm not necessarily being critical of them because they've got a million other things that they need to concentrate on, be it research and development and market access and all the different issues that there might be that are going on. So um, I, I think there is a void there, and if the... Uh, uh, if, the, uh, if the bodies that are already created out, out there aren't getting the message across, uh, I think then it is up to the individuals to tell the good stories. There is plenty of science out there, there is plenty of information out there, and the MLA have got all that, be it in booklet form and on their webpage, and now the Sustainability Committee, which is doing unbelievable things. The information is all there. Uh, we're very good at telling our story in-house to ourselves, to other producers. They're not, they're not the ones that we're got to convince they're we're they're preaching to the choir well that's that's exactly right but we've got to get our message out there to consumer land and not just in australia remember 75 percent of our beef is exported so we've got to be able to tell the world of our good story joe not easy not easy but we've got to find a way to do it and it's the young people who are clever enough to be able to find those ways i won't give you too much longer but i guess does that then give give argument to consolidating some of the industry groups and using you know better funding um mechanisms to to drive that kind of work 
Well, I don't know that that's their remit, Jane. You know, as I say, they've got lots of other things to be doing, which they're doing a wonderful job of. Uh, but uh, we've just got to find a way to be able to get that message uh, to the consumer. And there's no one better to do it than the young. They're the ones that are connected. Uh, and they're, they're the ones that know the message to put out. And they're the ones that the consumers want to listen to. They don't want to listen to old grey hairs like me. They want, you know, they'll connect with the young uh, because it's the young that have got to be connected with. And uh, we've got an unbelievably good story to tell. Look at what's happening at Beef this week in Rockhampton. Extraordinary expo of all the best things in the beef industry. There are so many good stories from here to be told. They've just got to be told to consumer land, not, not just within the industry. Richard Rains, thank you so much for your time today. Great pleasure, Jane. Lovely to chat. Thank you. Beef Australia is proudly supported by our principal partners. Thanks to the Australian Government Department of Agriculture, Water and the Environment, the Queensland Government, Meat and Livestock Australia and the Rockhampton Regional Council. Thanks for listening. You can hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our episodes. And if you are enjoying listening to the show, we would appreciate a quick rating and review. Visit beefaustralia.com.au for more information on this great event.